Welcome to another in a series of podcasts on data centers. I am Gary Aaron, your host, and we're joined today by Todd Barley, who is the Senior Vice President of Global Sales for Impinge, who's a great partner of AssetView. Welcome, Todd. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here today. Great to see you. Todd, can you tell us just a little bit high level about Impinge and just a little bit about where you're at and what your company does? Yeah. So Impinge, we're headquartered out of Seattle, Washington. We're a publicly traded company. And what we do is we focus on one thing, and that's enabling users to give everyday items a digital identity. So we envision a world where every item is connected and can be connected back into, in, in, into the internet, right? The, it's the IoT of, of things. And we tend to think about everything. And if you think about what role do we play in that, we, we focus on one technology that is an enabler. It's one enabler to help that vision, and that's RAIN RFID. And so in Pinge, what we do is we make the semiconductor that goes into tags that gives a digital identity to items. You'll hear us talk about it. It's a, it's a grain of sand and it's literally about that size, right? That, that's a semiconductor that has memory on it and, and it can tell you what that item is. You can program that. It's a passive technology. Um, and so that chip is a microcontroller. It's a semiconductor, but it's passive. The second thing we do is then we make reader chips and readers that then give energy to that chip power it so it can communicate back its information, then ultimately that, that connection point then enables data to go back into system. So at Impinge, we believe in a world where every item has a digital identity and we're playing our role by, again, making the semiconductors that, that go onto items, passive technology, and then we make reader chips and readers that then enable that energy to get to the chip, have it wake up and go back. So that in a nutshell, that's what we do. We've been a business for about 20 years, a little bit north of 20 years. We're the number one player in the market that we play in. So we're the largest provider of, of RAIN RFID solutions. Um, we hold the, the top market share in the M4NIC world or the, the semiconductor world, we hold the top market share position in the readers. And ultimately, what we're trying to do is, again, give that digital identity to, to everyday items. And for people that may not be familiar with RFID, give a little explanation as to what RAIN RFID is. And you mentioned the passive technology, just a little bit on that. Yeah. It's a great question. I think there's a lot of confusion, too, about what RFID is, because people hear about that and they have different, their mind goes to different places of, of what it is. When you think about RFID, there's, there's really, th I'll say, it, three different types of RFID. There's low frequency, there's high frequency, and then there's ultra high frequency. And then there's a fourth one called active RFID. For the sake of this discussion, impinge, when I say rain RFID, that's synonymous with ultra high frequency RFID. And so when you, if you think about the usages, LF is what, if you think about, you're going to put a chip in a pet, like your dog. If you ever put a chip in an ant, that's an LF frequency, very short read range. And, and there's benefits of that, but it's a very short read range. HF technology is used. Hotel key cards are a great example of, of HF. NFC 
is a, is a offshoot of that. So it's another type of RFID technology, but it, the, the range is minimal and it tends to be a one-to-one relationship. Meaning that like, if I have a hotel key card, it's one card to one receptacle that opens up and gives me access to that, that room. But when you think about what we do, so I mentioned it's the ultra high frequency or the rain RFID, the, what that is, is again, it's a passive technology. So you have a chip, a semiconductor that has data on it. But it doesn't transmit that data unless it receives the signal from a reader. The range with ultra high frequency or RAIN RFID is roughly call it about 15 meters. And so that reader is sending, sending the signal out, wakes up the chip. The chip then responds back and says, this is who I am. I am A, B, C, D, whatever, whatever you are. I'm one, two, three and sends that data back. Okay. And so when you think about ultra high frequency or the rain RFID, it's passive. It can go up to 15 meters. It doesn't have to, you can be less than that. Sometimes you want to be very thoughtful about what you do in terms of your range, but it can go up to about roughly 15 meters. And uh, I mentioned that HF and LF tend to be a one-to-one technology. The rain RFID can be a one-to-many. And what I mean by that is if your inventory assets so you're in a data center and you have many different assets tagged and you want to inventory and I want to do that quickly. I don't have to then scan each one individually, right? If you think about a barcode today, a barcode, you have to have line of sight. I've got to see it. It's, it's a one-to-one relationship. I've got to see the code. I got to scan it with rain RFID. I don't have to have line of sight and it's one to many, meaning that I can just quickly inventory. So if you think about the usages of the technology, whether you're doing asset tracking in a data center or whether you're a, a global retailer who's trying to keep track of what items are on their shop floor or their store floor, it's a wonderful technology that can really help solve some of those challenges. Great explanation. Thank you. Tell, tell us a little bit about the industries that you serve. If I think about the biggest consumers, retail market is probably the biggest consumer of the technology. There's a good chance that any major retailer that you go into and, and shop at the, the soft goods clothing item. So a shirt, jeans, undergarments, things of that nature, that the, the physical hang tag that's on that item has an RFID chip inside of it. And what that RFID chip does is it says, I'm a blue collared shirt. I'm size this. I'm style that. And it helps them inventory that store. Okay. And so if you think about it, that's a big usage of the. Of, of the technology. When you think about what they're doing, this shirt for a store is really an asset. And so if you think about the biggest markets, retail's a big one. Supply chain and logistics is a big one because you're tracking assets. But then you can take that asset view and you can take it all the way down to where, again, I talked earlier about if you're in a data center, you have assets, you have blade servers, you have racks of storage, you have all different kinds of things. If you're in, in a logistics business, you, you, you manage trailers and you have those in a yard and you want to know where they are. So if I think about the biggest industries, retail and supply chain and logistics make up the biggest focuses for us, but the conception or, or the concept of what we do there is very transferable to, to many, many industries where you're trying to track assets, whether that's in a data center, whether that's in a manufacturing plant, whether you're in food, produce, et cetera. It's the, the, the concept is very, very similar. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. Let's talk a little bit about your partnership program or your partner program, which is, I think, 
quite unique and that's been hugely beneficial to us and I know the other partners that you work with. Can you tell us how that works? Yeah. As, as we talked about earlier, when you asked about who is Impinge and what do we do, I referenced, we, we focus on this technology and we focus only on RAIN RFID. We like to think we're pretty good at what we do. We work hard at it. But the reality is, even when you ask the last question about who's adopting, right? When you think about who's adopting retail, supply chain, manufacturing, data center, all of those things, it's not feasible for Impinge to be experts at all of that. We just, we, we can't. And so as we think about our go-to-market model, we lean heavily on partners and we partner very closely with partners all over the globe to figure out how to solve customer problems. And our relationship with AssetView is a great example of that, right? Impinge, we bring the core know-how, the core technology as it pertains to RAIN RFID. We don't know a ton about tracking IT assets and data centers. AssetView has a legacy, a history of that and has the know-how, the knowledge. And so when you take that know-how, that knowledge combined with our knowledge and know-how of the technology, it becomes very powerful. And so when you think about our partnership model, that tends to be how we focus our go-to-market efforts around the globe as we partner companies who have a really unique knowledge, a really unique business proposition in a specific space. They're experts at that. We're experts at the technology. And when we put those two things together, it's amazing what can happen and the problems we can solve, the innovation that comes out of it. And so for us, that partnership model is, a, is a incredibly valuable. And it's, I would say for customers, it's incredibly valuable because they're the ones who ultimately get to, to benefit the most because they're leveraging the best of both companies. Yeah. And I love that program. In fact, that's one of the keys to our success, that partnership. When we started as AssetView many years ago, we looked to develop a full lifecycle tracking solution for data centers. And at that time, the technology wasn't really used in data centers. I ran very large data centers for Fortune 100 companies. And even in those companies, we couldn't afford to implement that type of technology the way it existed at the time. And that's where the partnership came in as a key component for us, because we know data centers, as you said, we know data centers very well. We didn't know RFID. You've taught us, taught us very well, but we first started, the tags were reading maybe three inches to a foot. And we had challenges with doors and metal interference in the data centers and having the ability to work with professionals in the RFID world, like your team has been a huge part of our success. So for those of you that don't know, when we started this, the technology, like I said, was somewhat limited. So we really looked to reduce the time it took to perform audits in data centers while we worked in partnership with Impinge to develop a fully automated solution so that we can remove the human element of that. And we were able to accomplish that. And, and that encompassed many areas. One of the things that we had challenges with was, like I said, the, the read distance and the reliability because the tags were first off a little bit larger and it was very difficult for us as consumers of them to find space on servers that had labels and things like that all over the world to fit that equipment. And again, we had to 
increase the size of the antenna and make some enhancements and, and work with different types of hardware to accomplish what we wanted to accomplish. The other thing is you mentioned the passive component, passive meaning that you don't have batteries in the tags. And for us in the data centers, that's key. A passive solution means that you're not going to have thousands to tens of thousands of devices with batteries on them. They're ultimately going to fail, which creates other challenges in your environment. And then the other thing, like I said, we had challenges reading through metal and, and the cost element at the time, it was just cost prohibitive. So working with Impinge, we were able to solve all of those issues by creating a scenario where we could read all of the servers within an enclosed rack or in a rack that wasn't enclosed. And then we were able to segment that in areas beyond the data center. And without that help and without the partnership and relationship, we would have never been successful as, as we have been. So I could truly testify that that, that is a wonderful program. No, and I appreciate you saying that, Gary. And I mean, we look at it, it's a two-way street because our partners bring so much to the table and then we bring knowledge and know-how to the table. But it, it's it's the both of those things together that's really what's powerful. And we, as companies, we benefit from that. But at the end of the day, it's the end customer who has a critical problem that they need to solve that gets the most benefit out of this. And so that's what I think is so great about our partnership with AssetView and just our model that we have of how we go to market is we really truly start with the customer problem and then figure out what's the right way to solve that and with whom. And so it's, it's been a great partnership. And so I appreciate your, your commentary on that. Yeah. For all of my years in, in running data centers, I've had many situations where we've been challenged with technology because the people that developed may have never worked in that environment or didn't understand. And you guys really go out of your way to make sure that you do. And, and of course, combined, our knowledge really gives us a wealth of capabilities of what we look to do. And as we've developed tools that have given us the ability to track the entire life cycle from when equipment arrives at a location all the way through when it's decommissioned. And the cost element of that has come way down. We talked about the tags and the other hardware components being cost prohibitive many years ago, those costs have come down. And one of the, the key differentiators in working with your group is when we explain the volume of racks and things like that in the data center, they got it. We took them to data centers, actually had them understand what it is we were trying to deal with. And that enabled us to use multiplexing and, and things like that so that we can get many, many more devices on a reader and bring the cost per rack down considerably. And we continue to find those benefits of that partnership every day. So we truly appreciate that. Well, thank you. So tell, tell, can you tell me a little bit about what's on the horizon with Impinge? Maybe some new products that you guys are looking at or what you see on the horizon? Yeah. I mean, as, as we think about the future, right, we think the future is incredibly bright. And, and part of that is if you think about what the world just experienced over the last whatever, two and a half, three years with COVID, it, it really shined a flashlight on efficiencies, challenges with labor. How many times do you drive down the road and see now hiring, now hiring, now hiring? And, uh, and so we, we see a world where how, trying to optimize how I do certain processes and driving efficiencies is critical. 
So I think number one, it starts with like, what are the problems that we see? And, and, and the problems that we see tend to be about efficiencies. They tend to be about accuracy. They tend to be about, I need to do more with the, with what I have, right? I got to have more throughput. I've got to do more velocity. I've got to do more. And, and whatever your more is, you can fill in that blank, but you got to do more with what you have and, and drive efficiency. So we see that as we think about our technology and the role we play in that. Part of it is how do we continue to do a couple things? Number one, how do we make it more performant? You, st- you made a comment about years ago, we were seeing read ranges being this. And now read ranges, I, I mentioned, can be up to 15 meters, right? And it's not to say every use case you're going to get 15 meters, but the amount of performance has increased dramatically from 20 years ago to today. And we, we are continuing to push that envelope. So we look at it and say, we're trying to figure out how do we make it uh, more performant? Because the moment we make it more performant, it opens up additional use cases and problems that can be solved leveraging the technology. The second thing that we're doing, and you hit on this in some of your talk track and your questions that you were asking, is driving out cost. When you think about what we do, uh, there's lots of different technologies that can be used to give ide- or to give an item an identity. A barcode is an example. Bluetooth is an example, right? There's lots of different examples to give an, an item an identity. One of the benefits of RAIN is its cost position. How do we continue to push that cost down? So we're doing a lot of innovation to maximize performance while at the same time trying to continue to, to make it more cost effective. And then I would say the third thing that we look at is how do we make it easier to use and adopt? Okay. I always use the example of, you think about a, an access point or a wireless router. Ten years ago, it, it took an IT person to install a wireless router. Today, I can go to the, to the local store, I can go to a Best Buy, I can go to an Office Depot, I can buy a wireless router, I can have one of my children set it up. A Sonos speaker system. I have an app on my phone, I, I press a couple buttons and it's connected. How do we get our technology to that spot? When you truly, if you have a vision that says, I want every item in the world to have a digital identity, we've got to get to a spot where you have performance, you have cost that makes that feasible, and you have simplicity. Because in a world where every item is, has a digital identity or has the ability to have a digital identity, we really need to drive that simplicity. So as we think about it, at, at a high level, those are really the things that we're focused on. And as I think about our innovation, where we're pressing in, it's, it's really on those, those three vectors. And then how do we do that based off of the feedback we're hearing from customers? So as we work with partners around the globe and we get close with customers around the globe, we learn, we listen, and we basically say, what performance do you need and why? How do we put that in? When we drive out costs, how do we make sure that that cost is not just a savings on one piece, but it actually saves on the whole business problem? And and so we're listening and doing that. And then on the simplicity, how do we create solutions with our partners that will actually solve the problem in a meaningful way that's repeatable, that that's easy to use, that's easy to manage? And so we're really focused on those things. And I would say that's is what takes up the the bulk of ours. But but within that, we we go, man, the industry and the and the adoption of the technology is growing significantly. And so we're rapidly figuring out how do we adjust and and respond and and innovate so we can help customers solve their challenges. 
Yeah, you guys are, are very nimble that way, as we try to be too. It's, you put it very well with talking about simplicity. And listen, for those that are new to implementing RFID, particularly within data centers, they know technology, but they don't know what they don't know, you know? And if you've not implemented a solution like this before, sometimes you don't even know where to start with the questions, right? So there's a huge value in having somebody that can kind of walk between that space and, and share that. And it's gotten to the point where it, it is very simple. In fact, when we do installations today, the installations not only go very quick, but it takes literally about an hour to train somebody how to be a proficient user with the product. And I'd say that's come a long, long way. We used to struggle a bit just in the data center world with implementing new things and and going through the challenges because of the things we didn't know. So now we have that baseline and we continue to grow from that through through these type of things that you're talking about. So that's great. Yeah. We have businesses and companies coming to us lots of times and they're talking about the challenges. And the way we tend to think about the world is we start with the customer because that's the center of our world is 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 the customer. And what's the customer problem? We realize our technology is, is a great technology, but it doesn't solve every problem for everyone. And, and so part of it is really understanding what we do well. How does that line up to the customer problem? Who's the right partner for us to work with to solve that challenge? And so as I think about it, if you're someone who's listening to this podcast and you're having a business problem, I encourage you, like, reach out, reach out to Asset View, reach out to Impinge. Our goal is how do we listen? How do we understand what your problem is? How do we understand what you're dealing with? And then come alongside. And if we can solve it, we'll say yes. If we, if we don't think we're going to be able to solve your problem, we'll be very transparent. And I think that's one of the things that separates our company's partner. And it's what makes our partnership that we have with you and your company, Gary, so valuable is we both take a similar mindset, whereas how do we help the customer? And so I think that's maybe kind of the last thing I would just say is we, we, we want to help. We want to learn. We want to continue to innovate and we think we can help solve challenges, but it's not every challenge. And, and so we're looking forward to what the future holds for us and, and frankly, for our partnership together. We do as well. It's, it's very rare. I think that you get a true partnership like this. And I've always said, one of the things that defines people in business is when things are going well, it's easy to do whatever you do, but when there are challenges and you need to figure out ways to overcome those challenges, you really see where people shine and your group does that again and again. So I can't thank you enough for that. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. And as, as Todd said, for those of you that are watching this, if you have any questions, want to learn a little bit more, pick our brains, feel free to reach out to either Todd or myself and Pinge or Asset View, and we'd look forward to talking to you. Thanks again, Todd. I really appreciate spending the time with you. All right. Thank you as well.